Hi Rising Tribe and Happy New Year! Thank you for joining us on the Season 2 launch of the Free Writers Dungeon. We have a lot planned for the upcoming episodes, and we are beyond thankful for the love and support we have received so far. Every individual stream means the world to us and we couldn't be happier doing what we love and entertaining you. I am your host Greg Diggs and today we will be analyzing a list of the top 5 best graphic novel adaptations. This list was created in collaboration with our co-host, Mike Driver, who will also provide 5 of the worst adaptations. So, sit back, relax, and don't forget to subscribe to our show for more great content. Top 5, Best Comic Book Adaptations The first choice on our list today is The Dark Knight, 2008 This particular adaptation holds a spot in my heart due to the well-handled complexity of Bruce Wayne as a character and Batman as a vigilante. Some adaptions are too heavy-handed or a bit one-sided when it comes to the Cape Crusader, but I believe Christopher Nolan and David Goyer did a superb job of setting an appropriate tone, well-structured storytelling, and showing the true potential of the Batman franchise on the big screen. Not to say previous entries didn't contribute to its growth, but I think this was a step in the right direction. The action scenes in The Dark Knight are also top-notch, with some of the most iconic and well-choreographed set pieces in any superhero movie. From the opening bank heist to the climactic showdown on the streets of Gotham, the action is always thrilling and visually stunning. In addition to the action and strong performances, The Dark Knight also boasts a smart and complex script that tackles themes of justice, responsibility, and the blurred lines between good and evil. These themes, combined with the film's dark and moody tone, make for a deeply satisfying and thought-provoking viewing experience. Next on our list, we have Daredevil, 2015 television series. Admittedly, I was a bit skeptical when the series originally premiered, but I was thoroughly impressed by the end. One of the things that set this series apart is its exceptional cast. Charlie Cox is perfectly cast as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, bringing depth and vulnerability to the character that really makes him relatable. The supporting cast is equally strong, with Vincent D'Onofrio delivering a memorable performance as the villainous Wilson Fisk. The action scenes in Daredevil are absolutely top-notch, with some of the most intense and well-choreographed fight sequences I've seen in a television show. The use of practical effects and minimal CGI helps to make the action feel grounded and realistic. In addition to the action, the series also does a great job of exploring the characters and their motivations. Each episode delves deeper into the backstories and relationships of the main characters, making for a well-rounded and emotionally satisfying experience. It's a well-crafted show that delivers action, character development, and drama. Another addition to the list is Mystery Men, 1999. While the film was not a critical or commercial success upon its release, I found it to be a charming and entertaining watch. One of the things that make Mystery Men stand out is its unique premise and offbeat sense of humor. The film follows a group of wannabe superheroes who are struggling to make a name for themselves in a world dominated by more established crime fighters. The humor is often absurd and silly, with a lot of clever and creative gags throughout. The cast of Mystery Men is also a highlight, with a talented ensemble of comedians and character actors bringing their A-game. Ben Stiller, William H. Macy, and Hank Azaria are particularly amusing as the trio of Mr. Furious, The Shoveler, and Blue Raja, respectively. While the action scenes in Mystery Men are not quite on par with those of more serious superhero movies, they are still well done and enjoyable. The film does a good job of balancing the action with the humor, and there are some genuinely thrilling moments scattered throughout. Overall, Mystery Men is a fun and entertaining superhero comedy that is well worth a watch for fans of the genre. It may not be a groundbreaking or critically acclaimed film, but it is sure to bring a smile to your face. Next, we have The Crow, 1994. 
It's been a few years since I last saw the film, and I have to say that it remains a powerful and poignant viewing experience. One of the things that make The Crow such a memorable film is its visually striking aesthetic. The film has a distinctive gothic look, with a moody and atmospheric visual style that perfectly captures the tone of the source material. This is further enhanced by the excellent production design and special effects, which hold up remarkably well even after nearly 30 years. The performances in The Crow are also noteworthy, with Brandon Lee delivering a raw and emotional portrayal of the film's protagonist, Eric Draven. His tragic and untimely death during the production of the film only adds to the poignancy of his performance. This film leaves a lasting impression that would be difficult to replicate. Lastly, we have Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, 2010. I have to say that this movie holds up incredibly well as a fun and entertaining watch. One of the things that makes Scott Pilgrim vs. The World so enjoyable is its fast-paced and action-packed story. The film follows Scott Pilgrim, a slacker musician who must fight the seven evil exes of his new girlfriend in order to win her heart. The plot is over the top and ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun and keeps the film moving at a breakneck pace. The cast of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is also a highlight, with a talented ensemble of actors bringing their A-game. Michael Sarah is perfectly cast as the lovable and hapless Scott Pilgrim, and he's supported by a great group of actors including Alison Pill, Kieran Culkin, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. In addition to the action and humor, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is also a visually stunning film. The use of vibrant and colorful animation to depict the film's video game-inspired action sequences is particularly noteworthy, and the film's art direction and production design are top-notch. This will mark the end of our top 5 best comic book adaptations. Now, we will move on to Top 5 Worst Comic Book Adaptations Alright guys, Michael here, and I'll be walking you through what I think are the absolute worst comic book adaptations ever. In my humble opinion of course. If you disagree with any of these, let me know why. I'm always willing to have a discussion and talk about things. With that said let's get into the Top 5 Worst Comic Book Adaptations. Although I want it to be known, even though I consider these bad, I still enjoy them for what they are. Number 1. X-Men, Dark Phoenix Fox's X-Men universe has been home to smorgasbord of hits and misses, more misses than hits if you ask me. While certain movies are standouts, like Days of Future Past and First Class, others, like Apocalypse, deserve to be sent back to the drawing board. Chief among those that should have been retooled, is Dark Phoenix. Weighed down by too long a runtime and a convoluted and poorly executed twist, Dark Phoenix is a poor conclusion to Fox's X-Men universe. Dark Phoenix deserves to be at least a two-part movie to fully encapsulate the story's magnitude. Ironically, the better take on the Dark Phoenix saga, is the earlier X-Men, Last Stand from 2006, although that's not saying a whole lot. Number 2. The New Mutants, 2020. We're not quite done with Fox's X-Men universe. 2020 saw Fox release what was intended to be the foundation of another corner of their comic book universe. Before the Disney merger anyway, what they delivered instead is one of the absolute worst comic book movies of all time. Where do I even begin? The blatant whitewashing, the waste of the casting of Anya Taylor-Joy as magic, coupled with the utterly stupid decision to make her racist, and the spectacularly bad writing which contained more blatantly overt racism, all of which culminated in a movie that bombed at the box office and rightfully so. The New Mutants' as characters, deserved a much better movie, one that does them justice, not one that gets shunted to the very bottom of streaming services. Number 3. Daredevil, 2003. I just can't seem to get off Fox's case can I? Ben Affleck, Jon Favreau, Jennifer Garner, 
Colin Farrell, and the late Michael Clark Duncan were the cast that comprised Fox and Marvel's combined effort that was 2003's Daredevil. Duncan, in my opinion, is the standout performance of the movie. He delivers an outstanding performance as Wilson Fisk aka Kingpin. And while the rest of the cast turns in the best performances they can, nothing can save them from the awful writing or the film's weird pacing. I will make some concessions for this iteration of Daredevil. Affleck's suit is ripped straight from the comics for one. For two, it does boast some well-shot and well-filmed action sequences. And, the director's cut is miles better than the theatrical. But, unfortunately, the theatrical cut does Daredevil and his universe no justice. Number 4. Jonah Hex, 2010. While everybody bashes DC's 2011 effort, the Ryan Reynolds-led, Green Lantern, and rightfully so, in 2010 DC released a film centered around one of their lesser-known characters, but one that is still a fan favorite. 2010 saw the release of Jonah Hex, starring Josh Brolin as the title character, and Megan Fox, John Malkovich, Will Arnett, Wes Bentley, Michael Fassbender, and Michael Shannon as his supporting cast. Now I know what you're thinking? How does a film with a cast like that not live up to the hype? The answer is very simple. No cast can survive the unfortunate pitfalls that come with reshoots, production delays, and multiple script rewrites. Even Josh Brolin said that when he saw the movie in theaters, it wasn't the same movie they made. Also, I don't think there was really a market for a Jonah Hex film at the time. What prompted this film to be made and released remains a mystery to me. Number 5. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 2003. If you have buried 2003's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen at the back of your mind, I do not blame you. The Sean Connery-led film, adapted from the graphic novel of the same name, was a box office bomb and according to the great Connery himself, effectively ended his acting career. If you're not familiar with LXG, whether that be the movie or the graphic novel, I'll run it down for you real quick. Alan Quatermain leads a group of history's most famous literary figures, including Tom Sawyer, Dorian Gray, and Dr. Jekyll on a mission to save the world. That premise sounds like an absolute banger doesn't it? Well while the graphic novel delivers on this premise, the movie doesn't. Bad CGI combined with shoddy pacing, turns the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen into a movie that you ultimately do not want to watch. Which is a damn shame, because had the movie done well, LXG could have carved out its own franchise amongst the other comic book universes that existed. After all the promotion for it was insane. Anybody else remember the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen ride at Six Flags? Just me? Okay then. Anyway, that's my list of the 5 worst comic book adaptations. Let me know yours and let me know if there's any that don't deserve to be on those lists or if there are others that do. Maybe we'll come back and make a top 10. That'll be all for today's episode, but please feel free to browse the previous season and catch up on our latest stories and content. We have adjusted our schedule to Fridays in hopes of recording live episodes soon, so stay tuned for updates. We appreciate your visit and we hope you enjoyed your time with us. See you next week, Tribe. Thank you.